Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Our series today, and wrapping up this series, um, I want to remind you that our next series is about inner healing, and I'm, I've entitled it The Inner Workout. So it's going to tie closely into this series, even though it's in a different vein. Now, this, this series has been Change Begins in the Mind. Today, the subtitle is God's Thoughts Instead of Ours. All right? We're going to wrap up this series today. And I want to go, first of all, and just tell you this. Your goal in life as a believer needs to be the pursuit of God's perfect truth. You're going to disagree with personalities. You're going to disagree with people. You're going to disagree with your pastor sometimes. You're going to disagree with friends and family. Your goal, I talked to a friend about this years ago. We were talking about, man, if someone corrects you or tells you you're doing something wrong or authority tells you something, you say, man, that's kind of crazy. Years ago, my friend and I were talking, and he said, you know, our goal is it's not personalities. It's none of that. And this is so true. He told me, he said, our, our goal is the pursuit of truth. And I'll never forget that because it, it fell into my spirit. And I said, that's true. Because you can be told something by someone. You say, man, that irritates me. But we got to pursue the truth, don't we? There's a lot of lies out there. I don't know how many Americans are on social media or in social media or around social media or affected by social media. But I know this well, that there's a lot of lies and deception out there. Here's a lie. Here is a lie right here. A lie is, I believe Satan's best lies have always been something that grabs your attention, has some truth in it, but it's not the whole truth, and it's mixed in with untruths. That's the best kind of lie, isn't it? That's the best kind of liar. And remember, remember when, when the, the serpent tempted Eve and Adam say, well, it, it wasn't Adam, well... Adam was there with his eyes wide open. I don't know where he was, but he, he, was, he was pretty close by. The serpent said, did God say? Did God really say? And he started twisting God's words. God had said, but it was. He said, did God say you couldn't? What, do you guys remember the question he posed? Did God say you couldn't have any of the, of the fruit here in the garden? Uh, that's, mm, there's some truth in there, but that was a lie, wasn't it? So, you as a believer, your job as change begins in your mind. Remember, your spirit is reborn when you accept Jesus, and then your responsibility is what? Your soul and your body, right? Y'all still with me? That's your responsibility as a believer. Because your spirit, man or woman, was transformed. When you accepted Jesus, your spirit, man or woman, was transformed immediately. Now, your responsibility, and God's not going to do it for you, is your soul realm, your mind, your will, and your emotions, and your body. Okay? And so in that soul realm, you've got to figure out what truth is. Thank God we have a standard. Are y'all with me? Thank God we have a standard. What's our standard? Right here. This is our standard. So my first point today is, as change begins in your mind, you allow it to take place, you ask God to help you, you work, work through it. Scripture says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Wow, what does that mean? Does it mean I have to save myself? No, it means once you're saved, you work out the rest. Are you still with me? So you've got to 
Look at this first point. You've got to chase. I, I didn't pursue sounds great, but I want you to chase perfect truth. Scripture talks about it. Let's go to Proverbs 23, 23. That's God's perfect truth. Proverbs 23, 23. What does this say? Check this out. Get the truth and never sell it. Is, is anyone with me in the house? Get the truth and never sell it. Also get wisdom discipline and good judgment man someday i'm gonna preach that verse there is a lot in there there's weeks of the word in that one verse right there get the truth and never sell it the king james version i believe says buy the truth and sell it not you say how do i buy truth well you get the truth or buy the truth through your time in the word you spend the monetary unit of time to get the truth it takes time doesn't it our minds have to be renewed. It doesn't happen in one day. We've been studying the last few weeks that it takes about 63 days for you to completely reinforce a brand new habit and kick out an old habit completely. 21 days is just the start. Okay? So it's 21 days and another 21, another 21. Those three added together, that's 63 days. All right? True science always lines up with the word. Are y'all still with me? True science lines up with the word. God is the ultimate scientist. He's the creator. So get the truth and never sell it. Also get wisdom, discipline, and good judgment. When you How many of you know that when you have the truth, you can make good decisions? You have the whole picture. You say, wait a minute, I don't have a partial truth. I have the full truth. Now I can make a choice, a good choice. And if you reject the truth at that point, that's between you and God. And he gave us that choice. All right? Let's go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Check this out. I like what Jesus said here. Look at the chase he's talking about. Look at the pursuit he's talking about. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Talking about praying, but he's also talking about the pursuit of truth. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Wow. Look at the next verse. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Sometimes the truth is not plainly visible to everybody. Sometimes the truth has layers of CNN and Fox News and CNBC and MSNBC over it. Are y'all with me? Sometimes the truth has layers of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, and what, I'm pretty behind on some of this stuff. What, TikTok? I don't know. Some of you are like, I just get my groove on on there. Well, I, don't, I guess that's the truth. I don't know. Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Truth needs to be a major pursuit for your life. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2.15. I like this in the New Living Translation. Look at this one. You're very familiar with this verse. Work hard. The King James says, study to show yourself approved. This says, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains what? The what? Check this out. Word of truth. Wow. You ever heard someone explain incorrectly uh, God's word? Years ago, years ago, a guy came in. I, my parents owned a Christian bookstore when I was growing up. I had a very Christian upbringing. I was born into a pastor's home. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were true believers. Mom and dad lived their faith every day. And then they bought a bookstore the summer after my seventh grade year. So I was like, man, we're going to church. We're going to the bookstore. It's all God up in here. 
And I'm so grateful for that, now more than ever. But I remember a guy came into the bookstore one time, and it was interesting because here I was, a 7th, 8th grader, managing a Christian bookstore. I didn't always do very well. Um, I won't give you all the details on that. At one point, Jonathan was introduced into the equation. Man, we'd get in there sometimes and sword fight. I don't know what we did. We did some crazy stuff. But we, we, we did all right, okay? But at one point, and at different points, I remember people would come in and try to convert me or tell me strange things. One guy came in one time, and look at this. Look how he's t- messing up Scripture. He said, there is no Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I was young, and I went, huh? I, I was, I mean, at that point, I was probably 15 at that point. But he was a real interesting guy. And he said, oh, yeah. He said, there is on, there's only Jesus. Just Jesus, that's it. And there's religions out there, even locally. And deni- I'd say religions that teach that. And that's not scriptural. So I remember I looked at him and I go, um, excuse me, I don't know a lot, but what about Hebrews chapter 1? Because I'd been reading my Bible. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, it says that Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father. You know, real ignorant kid. And I was playing even more ignorant. But what does that mean? Because I, I knew the word enough. And he said, oh, no, that's just a symbol of his power. And I was real, I was taken aback. And I thought, so if I sit on your right-hand side, that means I'm your power? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I, I'm just real ignorant here. But then there was another time a guy came into the bookstore. Look, look at how people diverge from the truth. They get, my dad used to say, they get off track. One guy said, he's talking about sinning, basically. He was talking about something, to, I don't remember it all, but it was something about women and drinking. That's all I remember. And he was an older man. He was a cool guy. And he said, well, you know, Scripture says I can do all things through Christ. That kind of doctrine, I'm glad you got a good laugh because that's still amusing to me, but that kind of doctrine sends people to hell. Oh, I'm going to accept Jesus, but I'm going to just get my freaky on. Mm-mm, that's not what Scripture says. You gotta, people got to know the truth. And you know what? They keep saying crazy stuff. And I'm at, I'm at an age now where I'm really, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm not, I'm not running for any political office right now. I'm not. And so I'm going to just keep telling people the truth. And I believe Jonathan, as he's run for political office, he has told the truth. But I'm, here's my point this morning. My point is this, that I don't care. I didn't get elected to be pastor. I was chosen. Did you know authority comes from above? True position comes from above. And here is my point today. I am on a search for perfect truth. And I, you know what? I know that I've found it because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only issue with that is you've got to apply it to daily situations because there's a lot of lies out there. You guys know? Hey, you say, oh, no, it's because I have a Latin mind. Oh, no, it's because I have a black American mind. It's because I have a white dude mind. It's because I have a a Puerto Rican mind. It's because I have a Chinese mind. No, we have human minds, and the human mind, apart from God, is deceitful beyond everything else. The human soul, apart from God, is hopelessly wicked and deceitful without God's help. We've all had some crazy thoughts, even this week. That doesn't mean you're not saved once you've accepted Jesus. Are you still with me? You just need to actively pursue God's truth. Are you, are you there? Yes. 
Keep doing it. Keep pursuing. And if you have questions, ask. If you don't have the picture, research. If you don't have all of it, paint a full picture of the perfect truth. Remember, there's three sides to every story. Someone taught me this years ago. Actually, they told me two sides, and I feel like God gave me wisdom on this third part when I didn't have any wisdom. And that is there's my side, there's your side, and there's God's perfect truth. Because I'm going to perceive my way. You're going to perceive your way. All right? But there's always truth to be pursued. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Let's read that verse again, 2 Timothy 2.15. And I've really got to get moving into my next point here in a second. Work hard so you can present yourself. You know what? On the count of three, let's read it all together. You ready? I think this is a great verse to read out loud together. We haven't done it in a while. One, two, three. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Somebody say amen up in here. Praise God. God's word is good. So choose perfect truth. Seek it. Find it. Don't just get hearsay. Don't just get Facebook. Don't just, man, people have said crazy stuff. I've heard people over the years said, no, you know, Jesus was pro-gay marriage. What? What book did you read? I haven't seen that in the Bible in any translation. I've been reading the Bible in multiple translations for years. And Jesus said from the beginning, he created them male and female. That's why a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave unto whom? His wife, not his husband. (laughs) Just wanted to really emphasize that. And I'm not knocking anyone. My point is sin is sin. But all sin has different consequences. Are you all with me? There's a different consequence for lying, and there's a different consequence for adultery. There's a different consequence for adultery than there is for blaspheming the Lord's name. There's sin is sin, because I've heard people say that all the years. Oh, yeah, sin is sin. And I know, if we didn't have Jesus, then one lie would have sent us to hell. Say, man, that's, hey, God is a holy God, and we were conceived in sin, but because of Jesus now... He's leveled the playing field. We can believe God and go to heaven and shoot out into eternity being right with God because we've all sinned and fallen short. But you are no longer a sinner. You're not. People say that, and I know they mean, well, well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I know what you mean, champ, but I'm not a sinner anymore. Sinners practice sin. Believers practice obeying God. And we sin sometimes and make mistakes, but you're no longer sinners. See, that's more pursuit of truth. Do you see that? Keep chasing truth. Keep understanding the truth of the matter. And the truth of the matter is you need to read in the Word in a translation you understand so that you can read for yourself and hear for yourself, understand for yourself. Number two, I love this. This ties into point one. Look, what does this say? Trade in. Now, some of you have traded cars in. Great. Some of you had a junker and traded in. You said, man, I got a good deal. Some of you had a sweet car and traded in. You, you said, I don't know if I got a good deal. Who knows? You know what trading something in. It's an exchange, isn't it? Are you with me? It's an exchange. I am naturally a horse trader. As a little boy, I figured out on the block who was smart and who wasn't, and I proceeded to trade. I said, wait, you'll take a G.I. Joe man for a skateboard? What else do you have at home? <laughs> and that backfired because I had a big mouth. Some of that would backfire, you know. But I said, trade in. That's great. 
Growing up near the aforementioned bookstore, we called it the Book Nook. It was on the corner of Ship and Park. That's now a house. It's right near the public library. Back then, I'd, I'll never forget, they, were, they had a pawn shop, and it was called Trash and Treasure. I loved calling there. It was music to my ears, Sister Gina, when I'd call, and they'd answer, and they'd go, Trash and Treasure. I was like, oh, I'm about to find something amazing that I can't live without. Well, I figured out they sold Nintendo games, so I would trade them in. And then they, were, they had to make a living, right? So they'd sell Nintendo games for $15, but they would pay you $7.50 for your Nintendo games. I said, okay, two for one. So they're getting the better deal. Then I said, okay, so wait, I need to be able to get two sorry games and trade them in for a good game. Because I was like, they may know more than me about a lot of stuff, but they don't know more about Nintendo games than me. So I'd go in with the sorriest Nintendo games I could find and say, man, what do you got right here? You got Super Mario 3? Here, I'll trade these two games in for that one. You got Super Mario 2? You got, you know, all these good games. I said, "Uh uh-huh, I'll take, I, I figured out trading in. Did you know as a believer you have to trade your trash for his treasure? Because that's how that store was birthed. That's how that store was birthed. Trash and treasure. I'll never forget that. I said, hey, do you have any Nintendo games? Yep. Uh huh. Hold on. We got Adventures. Wait, hold on. We got Mario. We got. And some of those old dudes in there, they would actually read. They would actually go through 30 or 40 games for me. I loved it. We got uh, Contra. We got. Super Mario 8. I'm all, they don't have a Super No, I don't know what that says. We got Duck Hunt. We've got Contra, Super Contra. I said, you got what? Super. I'll be right there. Hold on. I'll see you soon. Bye. I'd hang up, and we'd figure it out. I'd go visit them. Trash and treasure came from the old saying, one man or woman's trash is another person's treasure, right? I'm going to tell you right now, Scripture says all of our righteousness is like filthy rags. Trash and treasure. You've got trash to offer, guys. Say, man, I'm going to just be righteous without Jesus. Good luck, champ. I'm going to just be righteous. Nope. All of our righteousness, apart from his righteousness, is as filthy rags. So you've got to accept who? Jesus, who has been made unto us wisdom and righteousness. You've got to trade in your trash for his treasure. Man, it's amazing. You get into something, they call it the divine exchange where Jesus took our sin and he gave us his righteousness as he overcame poverty, sickness, and death. That's something powerful. Let's go to Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. I love this right here. Matthew 13, 44 and 45. The kingdom of heaven, this is Jesus speaking, is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. Can I take a break real quick? I know not everyone in here is going to be into reading Christian novels, okay? That's Christian fiction. But for those who say they do not have a purpose, then you are saying that Jesus' parables did not have a purpose. Jesus is telling parables. Christian novels tell parables, all right? If they're good, they need to be word-based, all right? So I just, I just need to get that off my chest. Man, I had, I had a bunch of stuff weighing me down today, didn't I? Just get it off my chest. So Jesus told parables. Why? To make a point, tell a story, to bring forth some kind of a powerful thought on faith, on the kingdom of heaven. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, would you be excited if you found a treasure in a field? Be real with me. 
You'd be so amazed. I would be so amazed. I don't know why little boys dream of finding treasures. Is this pirate's treasure? No, we're out in the desert, man, but we can pretend. Probably not. But what treasure they bury out here? Oh, some old cow bones, you know. Maybe some arrowheads. Those are cool, but come on. I mean, just probably not any pirate treasure out here. In his excitement, he hid it again. This is interesting. He's like, what? He hid the treasure again, and he sold everything he owned to get enough money to what? Buy the field. What a powerful story there. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. Ladies, anybody in the house, any of y'all, I know it's kind of old school, but does anybody like pearls? Raise your hand, ladies. There's some in here. Those are beautiful. You know why they're beautiful? I like spheres and I like cubes. But pearls have always been so nice to me because they're round, okay? So the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. Got to be round, got to be big enough, and got to be the right color, okay? So look at this. What's this next one here? When he discovered a pearl of great value, what did he do? He sold everything he owned and bought it. Trade in what you got for what God has. You got to exchange your thoughts for God's thoughts. Don't half step it either. Don't half step it. Say, well, I'll just be a believer here, but I'm, I'm not a believer here. Remember, I brought that up last week and recently I said, well, church is the church, work is work, business is business, this is this. I'm like, that's great. You just, you just labeled everything for what it is. That's great. But as a believer, everything should be done through the filter of your faith and your love. Are you with me? Everything. So trade in. You, you chase perfect truth. You trade in trash for his treasure. You trade in your thoughts for his thoughts. That's an amazing exchange. And then number three today, you start to build. Say build. Let's go to Matthew 7, 24. You know this parable as well. Matthew 7, 24. Check this out. Anyone, this is Jesus speaking again, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Somebody say wise. Uh-huh. Scripture says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it, because it is built on bedrock. That rock ain't going anywhere, is it? Mm -mm. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So you've got to build on the right foundation, huh? So you got to make sure that you're believing truth, you're exploring truth, you're pursuing, chasing after truth. Then you begin to trade in your thoughts for God's thoughts. And thirdly today, you begin to build on the foundation that God has already given you. People, even Christians say crazy stuff. Christians, believers like yourself. I'm not saying you've said this, but I've heard believers that love God. They're well-meaning. They said, no, all religions in the world, they worship the same God. Really? They all worship the same God. You need to study. You need to study up a little bit. Study to show yourself approved. Study and so that you can be seen as a, a good worker who rightly divides and who can rightly explain the word of truth. 
the God that we serve is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Jews who chose us as Gentiles, apart from the Jewish people he chose to bring Jesus through. He chose us to accept Jesus, who is, according to Scripture, the only way to heaven. I've even heard Christians say, well, there, there's, a, there's more than one way to heaven. Really? Oh, my gosh. I've never noticed that in Scripture. I've never, I've never noticed that. No, no. Jesus himself said, it's hard to get around the words in red, right? Jesus himself said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. We gotta believe truth and we gotta, you gotta pursue truth. You trade in lies and weaknesses and sin and the carnal nature and the old way of thinking, the old man, the old woman, the old lifestyle. You trade it in for God's wisdom, his perfect truth, your trash for his treasure, and then you build on his truth every day. That's how you practice your faith. That's how you see your mind start to become renewed. I'll never forget, as a kid, we went to Santa Fe. And we, I thought it was so cool. They had antiques. They had old buildings. And there was a little building downtown. And I guess they charged to go in. It seems crazy now. But they said, come on in. We got a skeleton in a coffin. I don't know what that was about. Just a skeleton in there. And it wasn't a haunted house or anything. They said, it's just an old house. And someone decided, I, th I guess they thought that would be cool. And they said, by the way, I'll never forget, right over the, the door frame there, it said, enter at your own risk. And I could read in second grade pretty well, and I went, Mom, look, it says, enter at your own risk. And it said, this house does not have a foundation. What does that mean? Oh, I know I don't know much, but I'm going to tell you this, and I'm not a contractor, but I know that they said now, they said, enter at your own risk. This house doesn't have a foundation. Because at any moment, that thing could collapse. Now stuff has foundations. I, I don't know how they even did that. I don't know how it lasted. They just built a place. It's like a wooden tent. I don't know. <laughs> Who wants that? Enter at your own risk. And I say that to you today. Why take an unnecessary risk if Jesus already said it? Why have a life without a foundation? Why have a life without Jesus as your foundation? You say, but I'm a believer. I accepted Jesus. No, I know, but there are believers, maybe not here today, that they've accepted Jesus and it ended there. Can you imagine if I would have said to my wife, baby, let's get married. Before she, well, That was before she was my wife, right? I didn't call her baby before then. But I said, hey, would you marry me? Yes. Okay, cool. Let's get married. We're going to have the honeymoon together. And after that, we'll see if I talk to you in 10, 15, 20 years. That sounds stupid, huh? But people do that with God all the time. Oh, I'm a believer. When was the last time you talked to him? Apart from asking him for stuff. Can you imagine my wife just married me and I was rich, which I'm not, but, you know, that's a whole other story. But can you imagine she married me and then she would only talk to me when she needed something? Baby, would you buy me a new car? Sure. Okay. See you in a couple months. It shouldn't work that way with God either. And people have lost focus. They've taken their eye off the prize. And the prize is to become more and more like Christ as you live. The prize is to become more and more like Jesus because Scripture says it, not because I made it up. So you got to keep, i got to repeat here, you got to chase perfect truth. Pursue it. 
You've got to exchange your thoughts and ideas for God's thoughts and his ideas. And number three, you've got to build on the perfect truth of the word. Are you still with me today? How do you build on the truth of the word? Get into the word every day. There's different ways of learning. I know not everybody's crazy about reading. You can work through that. But listen to the word. See the word. We'll talk more about that next week. You need to set it before you all the time. Think about it. Meditate on it. Why? Because it's your calling as a believer to get to know who God is. I go back to the analogy of me and my wife. Did you know after 14 years, we're still getting to know each other? Now, don't get me wrong. She can tell what's bothering me by a look, usually, or if I'm bothered, and vice versa. Okay, hey, what's wrong? Nothing. I'm fine. What does fine mean? Fine's usually code for not good, right? For men and women. I'm fine. I'm fine, right? You're not. You're not fine. <laughs> what, are the, what do the guys say in Italian job? Fine stands for freaked out, insecure, nervous, and emotional. I don't know that that's true, but you get my point. You get to know each other. In the same way, you get to know what pleases God through his word, through his love letters to you. Spend time with God. You get to know who he is that way. You get to know what he wants. He didn't do it in a dark corner. He put it here, and he said, it's for everybody. Let the truth be proclaimed from the rooftops. But people still don't search, and they still don't look, and then they blame God. And he says, I gave you everything you needed. I've done everything I can do for you now. I'll answer your prayers, but I've given you the path. I've given you the right way to do things, and this is how you do it. And people still get mad. How fair is that? Just remember this, though. God's always gotten, he's always had your best interests in mind. That's why Jesus died for you. He's always had your best interests in mind. Always. Always. I'm going to preach about it. The worship team is going to sing about it. And we're always going to remind you that God has always had you at the center of his will. In his heart of hearts, he wanted you to be at the center of his will. He, wanted, he created you for him. Keep seeking truth. Keep trading in lies for truth. Keep trading in exchanging your thoughts for his thoughts. How do I do that? You start to build on the foundation of Jesus by reading the word, praying, doing the basics. I don't know why people want some great and noble thing. God's asking something simple. He just says, seek me. Isn't that simple? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes today. Is there anyone in the house at the sound of my voice or those joining us tuning in today on the live stream? Is there anyone who says, I have never accepted Jesus, nor have I made him the Lord of my life. Is there anyone in the house today? Would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. Not going to embarrass you. I'm going to pray with you. You don't need to be ashamed. We all had to take a step and make sure that we were right with God. All right? If there's no one in the house that needs to accept Jesus for the, for the first time. Is there anyone in the house today or online that would say, Pastor Matt, I need to just get right with God, man. Even as a believer, I need to make sure my heart is right with God. Would you raise your hand today? God bless you for your courage. I see hands going up in different places. I thank you for your courage and your wisdom. Remember, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. I want everybody in this house to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, as your child... I know that you love me, and I am sorry, Lord, 
for any sin or anything that would upset or disappoint you. I want to be right with you. According to Scripture, if I confess my sin, you are faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So I am free. I am forgiven. I'm sorry, Lord. But now I receive your forgiveness. I always want to be right with you. And I know that I am by faith in Jesus' name. I want everybody to look at me today. Real simple prayer, this one. I'm going to pray for you, and then we'll be done. You say, you know what, Pastor Matt? I, I need the Lord to help me. To help me say, I, I know that you know it's your responsibility now. You've been sitting through these messages for weeks now. You've been hearing pastors speak about it. You've heard me speak about it. Listen, we know that our spirit, that's God's responsibility. You accepted Jesus, that's saved. Now it's our soul and our body, but sometimes we need help. Remember the guy told Jesus, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. There's some areas where I'm weak, Lord. I want to do right. I know what's right. How many of you in this house say, I need God's help renewing my mind? Go ahead and raise your hand. Go ahead and raise your hand. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm the first to say, no, God's helping me right now as we speak. That's right. I love your honesty. Go ahead and stand to your feet today. And let's agree in prayer before we close. And God is going to help. You're going to see there's going to be a wave of supernatural desire and ability in your lives. I believe it by faith. You're going to see a hunger for his word. A hunger to be hearing his word at church like today. A hunger to just stay in his word, stay connected at Bible study. However that looks for you, go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to speak it over you today. God, in Jesus' name. Scripture says, faithful is he that promised. Lord, you promised in the book of Jeremiah, you said, you said that I will write my law upon their hearts. You said you would, you would, after we accept Jesus, I believe that is a prophecy about when Jesus came. Lord, you have now written your law upon our hearts. That means we know now, once we've accepted Jesus, we really deeply know what the difference between right and wrong. We do. But Lord, you also said in your word that your people perish for lack of knowledge. Many times as believers, we are ignorant. That's not a dirty word. It just means we either ignore or we don't know. And Lord, I thank you that you're helping us to be closer to you. You're helping us to renew our minds in Jesus' name with your help. We can't do it on our own anyway. Help your people today, Lord. Just about everybody in the house raise their hand today. Father, we make a public declaration and proclamation today that we will work in that area. We will continue to work so that we will be approved of God. We know that you love and approve of us, but in that area of working out our faithfulness in you, God, working out our own salvation with fear and trembling, Lord. We need your help, God, to see these minds change and be renewed. Now help us by your Spirit so that we can be renewed like one scripture says. I believe it says in the spirit of our minds, our soul realm. Help your people today, God. We call out to you, we cry out to you, and we thank you, and we trust you today, God. We believe. Somebody say, I believe in Jesus' name. Amen.